Hi guys, it's Brittany and welcome to One Hot Mess. So today we're going to be talking about soul work. What is soul work? And the path of embodying unconditional love. Alright, so through the ages, countless sages, mystics, gurus, and awakened men and women have pointed to the fact that we are much more than our physical bodies or personalities. We are, in fact, the eternal, timeless, unconditionally loving presence within us, known as spirit, consciousness, non-dual awareness, or true self. Yet, these days, most of us have lost touch with the truth of who we are. We assume that we are our bodies, thoughts, feelings, beliefs, memories, and preferences because that is what we've been conditioned to believe since childhood. Being falsely conditioned by society, we quickly forget who we are and we begin identifying with a small and separate sense of self, also known as the ego. That is at the very root of all of our pain, suffering, loneliness, and fear. Soul work can help us recover, remember, and rediscover who we truly are at the deepest level by reminding us that beneath the separate sense of self is an ever-flowing river of unconditional loving presence, and we are that. Soul work is the contemplative practice of turning inwards and rediscovering our true nature in the present moment. Quite literally, soul work means doing the soul's work of going within and coming back home to spirit. Every soul has a deep yearning to find truth, freedom, love, and peace. Listening to your soul's calling means to trace back that holy longing to its source, which is birthless, deathless, infinite, and all-pervasive in nature. At every moment, the unique expression of the divine within us, that is our soul, longs and searches for spirit as its true home. We might not be consciously aware of this impulse or deep desire, but it's there in our behavior, in our addictions, our obsessions, our dreams, our fascinations for something for anything that will fill the void within us. Unfortunately, most of us tend to look in the wrong places, directing our longings toward relationships, material possessions, and achievements that are all bound to fade away, change, or die. In truth, 
what we are searching for deep down cannot be given or taken away. It is who and what we truly are beneath the stories and identifications of the mind. Like children longing for their parents' warmth, lovers yearning for their beloveds, the honeybee irresistibly drawn to nectar. There is an impulse within us that longs to return to the birthless and deathless divine source that we truly are. Being stuck in a state of separation, ego-centered living and spiritual impoverishment is what we can refer to as soul loss. Having lost our connection with our souls, the inner guide and voice of intuition within us, we are further obscured from spirit. And because the vast majority of us have lost touch with our souls, we suffer from a host of mental, emotional, and physical illnesses such as chronic disease, anxiety, depression, personality disorders, addiction, and abuse. Therefore, to rediscover that sense of wholeness again, we have to reconnect with our souls. And to find oneness again, we must surrender back to spirit. And how do we deal with this loss of connection with soul that is plaguing humanity? There are many paths, methods, and philosophies out there, all valuable to varying degrees. Inner work and soul work are the paths through which we rediscover wholeness and oneness again. Inner work and soul work are like brothers and sisters that go hand in hand. Inner work focuses on the psyche and is the active practice of dissolving the contractions and blockages that obscure one's inner light. Our inner blockages usually consist of conditioned beliefs, unquestioned dogmas, and repressed thoughts and feelings attached to old stories and childhood wounds that weigh us down and keep us identified with a painful separate ego. Examples of inner work practices that we can use to dissolve these dark inner clouds include self-love, inner child work, shadow work, body work, and others. And soul work focuses on the spiritual aspect of our being and is a more passive practice of letting go, tuning into and, and resting within the divine. Unlike inner work, soul work more directly focuses on who and what we truly are beyond name, gender, identity, and form peeling back these layers and revealing the light of love beneath. Practices used for soul work can include meditation, prayer, and 
anything that helps to dissolve identification with the false egoic self. And while inner work is more psychological and soul work is more spiritual in nature and both complement each other beautifully to reconnect with our souls and listen to their deepest calling. We need both inner work and soul work. But today we're going to focus more exclusively on the value of soul work. So if soul work is the pathless path of turning inwards and rediscovering our true nature in the present moment, What is this awareness, this true nature? When we think of unconditional love, we often have sentimental and romantic associations, but unconditional love in this case points to the inherent quality of our true nature. It embraces all just as it is. In this very moment, this love for no reason and love without an object can be directly experienced when we drop our attachment to the separate sense of self, to the me that is at the very root of our suffering, and that is ultimately just a construct of the mind. Dropping identification with the ego opens up the floodgates of unconditional love, clarity, peace, and freedom, which has been referred to through the ages as nirvana, self-realization, and spiritual enlightenment. In the words of teacher Scott Killaby, Enlightenment is the realization that there is no separate you to gain anything personally from life. There is only life, and you are that. No separation. In that realization, your entire resistance to what is vanishes, and the deepest truth of spirituality is revealed. This truth is impossible to express But be clear that it isn't about personal gain. If anything, it is about the loss of something, the loss of the sense of separation. In that loss, there is great freedom, love, joy, and peace. The paradox is that to find yourself, you must lose yourself. And in that, there is the deepest love and peace that the soul longs for. The next paradox is that soul work isn't so much the practice of actively working to get or achieve something, so to speak. Instead, soul work is more of a path of surrender, a movement of letting go and resting within the divine source that is beneath the the layers of the ego. On a human level, it can absolutely feel like we are doing something, something actively to get somewhere, but what is actually happening is that we are 
learning how to come back home to this present moment because who we truly are can never be found or discovered in some future idea or magical place. It can only be found right here, right now. So how do we approach soul work? Well, here are some helpful pathless paths. Ask who I am. The central question at the heart of our soul work is, who am I? In other words, who are you beyond your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, memories, history, dreams, ideas, sensations, and every other thing that comes and goes? At first, self-inquiry may feel like a very cerebral activity or possibly even like a slightly boring mantra, but when pursued with sincerity and without grasping onto anything the mind theorizes, realizing that any thought, no matter how elaborate, cannot define who you actually are, deep realizations of bliss, silence, peace, and stillness can spontaneously arise. Then we have meditative silence and stillness. It's ironic in this world of incessant noise, including the spiritual marketplace with all of its endless techniques, teachings, master classes, and so on, that silence and stillness are still the greatest teachers. There is something about silence that any type of noise, words, ideas, concepts, simply cannot replicate, and that it is the fact that silence leads us beyond the ego, beyond the mind, and into the beginningless and endless nature of who we truly are. So take a moment to listen to the sounds around you. What can you hear? What happens when the sounds inevitably disappear? They always eventually return back to silence. Deep silence is the experience of our true nature. It can be sensed as a timeless and endless luminous field of stillness that is always and only ever now. So take as many opportunities as you can to sit in meditative silence and stillness and notice the silence beneath the noise. Tune into the silence within and around you. Nature is a great place to experience this deep silence and stillness. Okay, then we have a devotion, cultivating a connection with the heart. The two direct paths to self-realization or oneness according to Hindu philosophy are the path of knowledge and the path of devotion while we touched on the path of knowledge the path of devotion 
is a beautiful and deep way to surrender to the divine. True devotion is whatever we dedicate our time and attention to, like our most precious and limited resources. So to cultivate a connection with the heart, you may choose to engage in practices such as chanting, ritual, mantra, service, worship, or anything that opens, humbles, and expands the heart. And remember that what you dedicate the majority of your time and attention to is what you are truly devoted to. And anything we are devoted to can become a path back home. And then we also have prayer. Often prayer is the last thing we turn to in times of desperate need. But... Prayer can be a powerful portal to reconnecting with the deep silence and luminous love at the center of our being. And prayer doesn't have to be infantile as we are often taught it should be. In authentic prayer, there is an inner humbling, openness, stillness, and silence that arises within us as we turn back to source for guidance. Prayer can be like a poem, a petition, and an invitation to the divine to guide us back home. You don't necessarily need to pray to God if that doesn't resonate with your soul. So choose a name or a form that deeply speaks to you. Ultimately, soul work is about Forging a bridge back to spirit by means of silence, stillness, and surrender. But if the ego is the source of our suffering, doesn't soul work reinforce that sense of me that is trying to achieve something? One might point out, and my answer to this question comes from spiritual teacher Dorothy Hunt, who writes, Nothing you do can create enlightenment. Then why are there spiritual practices to encourage your mind to be open and still long enough to receive truth's gift? And yes, indeed, awakening to spirit, to presence, to our divine home only comes as a gift of grace It doesn't come through any effort of the ego at all, but soul work can make us more receptive to that gift by redirecting our attention back to source. If through any form of soul work, we are blessed with the gift of grace to see into our true nature, we will come to see what spiritual teacher whose name I cannot pronounce, I apologize, but describes so eloquently about love. And the spiritual teacher says, they say that love is blind. I disagree. Love is truth. Absolutely. All seeing, absolutely aware and conscious knowing, noticing all that is. 
I am speaking of the love, which is who you really are. This is the you who is aware of all that happens and yet is never affected by what happens. Love that loves itself despite it all. Love has no name, no shape, no form, or even a feeling. Love is unbound by condition, space, or time. Love never cares what is next or why things happen. Love is always fresh and new. It is freedom, freedom itself. But love is also annihilation. Love is the end of me. I think that is absolutely beautiful. But, yes, um, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a little different, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. You know what to do, guys. Please hit that follow button, and I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you all have a beautiful day. Bye, guys.